This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. That's right. It's Hooray for Hollywood. Chris, we're going to be talking a lot of movies, theater, and books. And um, Grant, Chris reminded me that he was our last in-studio guest. Before? March, like March, maybe 13th of 2020. Crazy. And then we put the hammer down and it was like no mm-hmm. the rona is everywhere yeah <laughs> no no more people yeah Dude. that was the day we left work and they said oh you know we think you'll probably be gone for two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. and we're still working from home yeah. <laughs> oh you are we are oh my god we can go in a couple of days a week now if we want to but yeah does anyone want to i think some people do yeah I and would i so. would if people were going to be there but i realized you know uh, if i go in and nobody's there then what's the point of being there right that's true that is so true grant did you have any uh weekend claims to fame you want to share yeah uh did a little weeding and gardening uh for a little bit until my back started getting being a pain in the butt but i did make it down to um the armory for the ajr concert last night and boy was that fun? Those guys, for not being like, you know, like a Whitney Houston or a Carrie Underwood or, a, or you know, a Kelly Clarkson who have the voice to like just impress you with their yeah. voice, they can put on a show. You know, they, they had great visual effects with the screen. They used the screen as if it was kind of like they were in a music video at times where they oh, were cool. handling things on the screen. They were very cool with showing the guests on how they make their beats, kind of how we went over on Friday. Mm-hmm. They did a little tutorial with everybody on how they put things together. And Was it pretty crowded? Very crowded, very interactive. And they told a really funny story about how Elton John thought that they were... Um, um, Dan and Shay when they were at an award ceremony and, and the first time they met one of their heroes that uh, the whole time he confused them with Dan and Shay and then eventually Elton John came back and apologized but great great time <laughs> yeah. the armory you can't go wrong and it was a fun band so yeah I'm yeah. going there tonight oh you are who's there tonight I'm oh, oh that's right that's right I saw that they were playing there tonight yeah can't wait oh my gosh I wonder if that's sold out I heard it wasn't oh really yeah. Uh, that's what my friend I'm going with said. They can pack quite a few general admission people on that floor, that's which is true. nice. You know, you, and then you still, if you want to sit to the back and kind of have some space, yeah. you can do that. It's nice. Have you ever seen Heim before? No. No. And had did you want to see them because you saw you fell in love with Alana during Licorice Pizza? Or no, I've liked you've them been a fan of the cool. Yeah. Yeah. cool. Yeah. So I'm fine if they play deep cuts. Yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. Good, good. I know uh, Patrick Gracie was telling me that on Saturday night at the Armory it was uh, boxing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was just like, 
oh, that was a good, good ticket. And I was like, you know what, Casey would probably like to go to that. Well, that place has so much history with sports, too, being where the Lakers played. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that's where the Minneapolis Lakers used to play. When you walk in, they've got a big, like, glass case of all the history. Did you know that, Chris? Only because of that glass case. I saw it whenever the last time, which was pre-pandemic. Jack White, maybe? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yep. And another cool thing, too, is the old basketball floor that was in there, when they took it apart, they took it out when they built Target Field. And the whole bat, so there's the Town Ball Tavern in Target Field where they used it to make the bar, and the floor around the bar is the actual hardwood floor that the Minneapolis Lakers used oh, to play. Oh, that's cool. So I, I didn't know that. I just know the guy who ever redid the armory, like, he, what an amazing job. <sighs> so, the, like we've talked about, beautiful bathrooms, tall, top to bottom partitions, lots, so you can have privacy, lots, lots of bars, of, lots of bars, no waiting in line for a drink, which is very smart because I've never understood when I'm like, why do they have like four bartenders working this event? Yeah, you you didn't yeah. have to wait last night at all. I waited two seconds, maybe one okay. person in front of me, in and out right away. For cool, it was a good time, and you'll enjoy tonight, Chris. I'm sure. I can't wait. I think they're going to be great. Yeah. Do you think anyone from your newspaper, the Star Tribune, will be reviewing this concert? I bet. Yeah. Uh, John Bream had an item about it in I think last Friday's paper. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet he'll be there. Yeah. The, I don't think Jaime has been here for a fair amount of long time. time. I feel like the last time they were here was at First Avenue, and it might have been like four years ago or something like that. And it seems like they're in the run-up to maybe a new album because they've released singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they've announced an album, but they're yeah. doing m- new music anyway. So. All right. Yeah. I wish I would have made it to First Ave. That Orville Peck is, was at First Ave. On Saturday Sat- and Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been a fun. My buddy went, and he was like, it was awesome. Jason went. Oh, Someone, really? I would have never pegged him to be an Orville Peck fan, and he was, I think, if I'm getting this right from his TV show, that somebody just invited him, and he had no idea who Orville Peck was. Or And then he was like, I, he was an amazing singer. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. who he is? I know who he is, but I do not know his music at all. Okay, so he sings like Elvis or Roy Orbison or Johnny Cash, you know, got this big, huge voice, and he's quite good. I was listening to him in the double white on on um friday, friday yep. and he sounds amazing but huh. i couldn't tell but he does covers and originals and, and then has that fringe bandana the sia yes identity hiding yeah right. i love that about him he just keeps his identity hidden it's kind of mm-hmm. cool so he's just got a unique persona to him and a great voice and would have been a great show if anybody was down there i'm sure they enjoyed it oh yeah he's I, probably the same guy who writes the elena ferrante novels is that a nom de plume, Elena? <laughs> that Elena? is definitely a nom de plume. Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Really? Oh, yeah. There, for a while, there was this big movement to unearth whoever the writer was. Is she the one who wrote um, the, the beautiful, my beautiful, the the? Uh, it's on HBO. It's the the friendship trilogy. Yep. In, yeah. Is it in Naples? The yes. Na- Naples trilogy. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. That's her. Or real. him. Yeah. But I think they think it's a woman. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I thought, oh, you know who I'm thinking of is uh, Adrian Trigadani or whatever. Oh. We've had her on our show. We've never had Elena Ferrante. Yeah, I don't think Elena Ferrante does. Interviews? Maybe emailed interviews. But yeah, I don't think many of those two. And I think some of the speculation is that she's a journalist in Italy. Okay. Uh, from what I've heard. But it's been a while since that's been yeah. uppermost. Right. I'm trying to think if I had a weekend claim to fame. I guess it would be, uh, I don't have one. Really? Yeah. Chris oh. said he didn't have one either. You dug that awesome shirt out of your closet. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did wear the Prince shirt. I love it. Yeah. 
And I did read John Bream's story about the celebration. Because he was mm. at that thing this weekend. That mural is great. Oh, do you love it? Holy the one moly. downtown? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It really... Yeah. You, you went to a play, didn't you? Was, was I did, yeah. I did, and we're gonna t- we're gonna. I saw a fabulous play, The Great. Roommate, at Mixed Blood Theater, and that, it was so fun to be in a theater again. Yeah, that is the one thing I've kind of done a lot, both movie and theater theaters. I've been in a lot because they've you know essentially forced me out of my basement because I have to do my jobs. So right, that's been nice. <laughs> yeah, it's that is good. Sort of. Well, we are going to talk movies, books, theater. But for one last time, our story we can't get enough of, I'll give people out there in listening land one guess, and it begins with a J and ends with an E. Okay, so Jubilee! Jubilee! We'll back. It has finally come to an end. The Queen's Jubilee is over. The four-day extravaganza is over. Now, Chris, do you like the Royals? You do not like the Royals. At all. Not even the Queen? I mean, she's fine, I guess. I get, my, my problem is more, you know, what they represent mm-hmm. and why we would care about them. I, I don't know, but I know I, people do. Yeah. I mean, we have followed the Jubilee. Maybe it was the because our, the Jubilee, because we <laughs> um, had followed Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and we just were like grasping at straws for something. You needed something that wasn't awful. That yes. wasn't awful. And a platinum Jubilee, which is celebrating 70 years on the throne. We learned because Julia and I's 20 year anniversary is coming up. And, yes. But it's it's not a jubilee until it's been twenty five years. Oh, but twenty. So you can't a- have a ten year jubilee or a twenty year jubilee. It's at twenty five, and then it's called a diamond jubilee. What's the what do you call a twentieth then? Just, just an the anniversary? twenty, just the twentieth anniversary. Jubilee? Yeah, twenty. That's a hell it. of a celebration is what we're going to call it. There that's right. And um, but one of the things so. Um, We've got a little audio uh, from GMA, also Grant posted. I thought that um, because Saturday night there was this thing called Party at the Palace, and my mom was like so mad that the sound was so crappy on TV because she was like ready to watch you this party at the palace, and she was like excited that, you know, Rod Stewart was performing and Diana Ross and Elton John and she said the only good thing because she did turn it off was the opening of of the party and it was the queen in a little pre-taped appearance with Paddington the bear. So cute. So sweet. So sweet. Paddington she, makes everything better. I know. Yes. So let's play a little of the audio uh that we have from GMA um that just kind of some of the highlights of the jubilee. The Queen making a surprise appearance on the balcony for the grand finale of her Platinum Jubilee, marking 70 years on the throne. Her Majesty, joined by family, Prince Charles and Camilla, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, William and Kate, and their children, George, Charlotte, and Louis. The perfect ending to a four-day holiday honoring the Queen. Ed Sheeran performing the song as a tribute to the monarch and her late husband. In the final hours of her Jubilee celebration, the Queen writing, While I may not have attended every event in person, my heart has been with you all, and I remain committed to serving you to the best of my ability, supported by my family. 
The 96-year-old queen unable to attend most of the Jubilee festivities after Thursday's balcony appearance due to pain and mobility issues. On Saturday, Her Majesty watching the televised platinum party on TV from Windsor Castle. Queen treated to a performance by Queen, belting their classic hit to more than 22,000 fans. We all hope that the Queen goes on for many more glorious years. Also taking the stage, Alicia Keys, Diana Ross, and Rod Stewart, who got the Royals singing along to his rendition of Sweet Caroline. Getting to be a part of it, how special yeah. is that? Really, really special. I mean, uh, I can't think of enough words. But it was the Queen herself stealing the show, sharing tea and a marmalade sandwich with Paddington Bear. Thank you for everything. That's very kind. On Sunday, the Queen appearing in hologram form for the Jubilee pageant as her younger self in the very carriage she used for her coronation in 1953. <laughs> the final day full of performances that had the younger royals dancing and singing along. Meanwhile, Prince Louis charming the crowds, behaving <coughs> as four-year-olds do, struggling to sit still as he moved around the royal box with his family. To me, the real winner of this jubilee was Prince Louis. At four years old, four-year-olds will only do what they want to do, and he stole every appearance he was at. <laughs> he was great. Kind of nice to have something real and not rehearsed and staged. Yes, and... yes. He was making so many faces. He did the and... typical, like, if you remember your kids, they'd put your thumb on your nose and wiggle your fingers. Like, nah, 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 stick nah, out nah, their nah. tongue at you. He was... did that to his mom. I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, it uh... was cute. It was cute. And I did like her little skit. Uh, I do like that the queen you know i mean she's old and rich and she's been doing this for 70 years i do like these little you know when she did um when the olympics you know and the skydiving thing with you know james bond daniel craig and this thing with the paddington bear i like that, that you know they give her a little you know a little Something little fun. acting work to do <laughs> <laughs> do you think she just wants to put her feet up and eat bonbons though well, uh, I think this is the soft launch of King Charles. Oh, okay. Is what I think it is. I mean, she is 96. She's been doing this for 70 years. Well, and how old is he? He's 72. He's Whoa. waited the longest of any monarch to take the throne. Huh. You know, and... Um, Unless she's holding out for Louis. I don't know if she's holding out for Louis, but she did She did look like uh, yesterday, this final day, this parade that they had, she came out in a fabulous green frock and a hat and was waving at everybody. And um, I like that there were some celebrities coming out of the woodwork with their memories. Dolly Parton revealed, I think it was on Instagram, she performed at the Queen's Jubilee, the Diamond, the 25th anniversary in Glasgow in 1977. Whoa. And she shared a photo. Um, and for the 25th year, the Queen moved around the UK and had they had celebrations at different places. Um, obviously, because, you know, 50 years ago or whatever, 45 years ago that was. And um, they had a Jubilee Gala performance and it was Dolly, the Jackson Five, 
And then a couple of other British singers who I... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, 8 to 9 headache days a month versus 6 to 7 for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. I don't know, but so she she did a, a, a photo of the two of them, and then she kicked it off with this little address that she did at this party because she obviously huh. wasn't there. Yeah. So that's like Here You Come Again era Dolly, right? That's right. Pre-9 to 5. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and then Diana Ross seemed to be getting, uh, the British couldn't understand why Alicia Keys was there playing Empire State of Mind. Does seem like a weird choice. It, yeah, it does. Um, but but she could change it to London State of Mind, I guess. Yeah, she could <laughs> have. Um, Elton John, uh, he did a pre-recorded performance of your song. And I thought, well, the Queen, you know, at least they take into account her age by having this carriage that went on this two-mile parade with the hologram of her at the age of 25, you know, in the carriage. In the carriage? Yeah. Solid gold. It was like solid gold and red, like, you know, like, like the red carpet, whatever. Oh, it was beautiful. It was really weird, though, to see, you know, a young version of the queen in like what was a really good hologram. It was like a TV screen, but they did a good job of, of, of using with doing with what doing what, right. what they could, you know. Right, so. because, I mean, she's just, uh, you know. Her attendance record was a little spotty this week, yes. At this week, you know, and she did just look frail. Her husband died last year. Yeah. I mean, and again, 96. That's. And still working. And still working. Only Charles now works harder than the Queen. She still has like the second most appearances, which is incredible. It's, yeah. And kind of like, did one of the things when I saw that movie, Spencer with Kristen Stewart? Yes. That struck it. me. I did. I, I liked it. She was amazing in amazing. it. She was amazing. But it struck me when her character is Diana. She says to her boys, something like, "Don't you get it? It's basically Groundhog Day here." Oh yeah. 
every day. The future is the future. The the past and the future. It's all the same. Every everything is the way it's been done is the way it's been done, and there's no changes. And yeah. that was just kind of I was like, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, you can see why Harry Ixnade. Yes. Totally. And my gosh, the British press have been so salty about Harry and Meghan. Salty, salty, salty. First, they were going to take attention away. Now they didn't do enough. Um, I do know that, remember, Grant, my hopes were that the children, they would all go to the little Lilibet's one-year-old birthday. Yeah. Kate and William had to be in Wales that day with their two oldest kids. So they did Mm. not get to meet their cousins. So that sounds pretty... Shady? Yeah. I don't know about shady, but just convenient. 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 They they, they didn't go. They didn't accept the olive branch. That's I mean, a... let them meet the cousins for crying out loud. I know The next it. generation. Little Charlotte would have loved meeting uh, the one-year-old and the three-year-old. Seven-year-olds like think little kids like that are their dolls. Yeah. It's the perfect age. to be age. their mom. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but Queen Elizabeth has met uh, 13 of the 14 presidents. Wow. She did not meet President Johnson. That's it. Yeah. Wow. She's got a list. Yeah, living history right there. All right, listen, we come back. We are going to talk theater reviews both here and in New York City. We'll be right back. That's our intro to Broadway right now. Both the Broadway that's happening here in the Twin Cities and the Broadway that's happening in New York. I am just going to give my one review of the one show that I saw, and I saw it this weekend. The Roommate at Mixed Blood Theater. What a wonderful show. Two-woman show. It was so unexpectedly, like, I knew it was going to be funny because we'd had the actors on, Greta and um, the other gal. We knew it was going to be funny, but it had a real sweetness and poignancy and just really good. And it's my magic theater mark of 100 minutes. Oh, with no intermission. No intermission. When I went to New York, almost everything I saw was that. And it's, it is kind of nice. It is. It is. So I don't know if you're going to get a chance to see the roommate, roommate, but it's at the Mixed Blood Theater through uh, uh, the 19th. Father's Day is the last day. I just really loved it. And I forgot how much I like that Mixed Blood Theater. Oh, yeah. It's a great space. It's a great space. Okay. So you went to New York. I did. What, like a month ago? Uh, yes, a little bit over a month ago. Okay, and what did you see? What was your favorite show? Possibly a strange... Uh, so, A, I loved everything I saw. You I did. did a really great job of choosing stuff. It was either this off-Broadway play called A Case for the Existence of God, which is a two-man show that's just really beautiful and funny. It's really something when just two actors are doing a show. I mean, it has to be good material because... That's a long time just for two people to be setting the stage, so to speak. Well, and for an additional degree of difficulty in the one I saw, the two actors were both seated for the entire show. Oh, wow. So there was it was like all down to them. There was no movement, and mm-hmm. but it was a beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, and my other favorite is probably A Strange Loop, the musical that's probably going to win the Tony Award. Is on, that by uh, the Michael Sunday. Jackson, the guy named Michael Jackson? Michael R. Jackson. Michael yep. R. Jackson. Yes, CBS Sunday Morning had a great story with him about, tell us what A Strange Loop is about. It's about this guy named Usher who is an usher at the New Amsterdam Theater where the Lion King is playing. And he's writing a musical about an usher at 
the New Amsterdam theater where the Lion King is playing and about his life and about how he can never find people to fall in love with them. And he's frustrated in his career and he has all these voices in his head that are constantly telling me he's not good enough and he won't ever accomplish the things that he hopes to accomplish. And those voices are played by, I think it's six different actors who are kind of facets of his head. Um, it's really, really funny. It's really outrageous. There's a scene, he hates Tyler Perry, and he has two songs in the show about how much he hates Tyler oh, Perry, really? who ends up offering him a job, and then Harriet Tubman comes comes on stage to convince him that he should do the job because it would be good for his people, and he and Harriet Tubman have a big fight. Uh, it's a very strange show. There's also sex happening on stage, so you kind of have to be ready for very, very, very strong language, but okay. it's beautiful and funny and outrageous and sad and but but yeah, everything I saw was good. I also saw uh, How I Learned to Drive with Mary Elizabeth Parker and David Morse, who originally did that same play off Broadway in those same roles twenty five years ago. Still great. And I saw Take Me Out with Jesse Williams. Oh, is that the one where they get naked? Uh, yeah, and it, somebody took a photo of his everything. Yes, uh, actually, they took video of yes. his everything, which you kind of have to get a ways back to get it all in. Um, <laughs> It's uh, about a baseball player who comes out and about, oh, I don't know, a pretty long scene. I would say maybe even as much as like a fifth of the play is set in the locker room where they're all taking showers and chatting as they take showers. And yeah. Wow. But it's a really good play. It's funny and sad. And and he, I think it was his uh, theatrical debut. And he's terrific. He's nominated for Tony Award, in fact. Oh, he is. Yeah. And Jesse Tyler Ferguson is also in it. Okay. And some people who aren't named Jesse are in it too. And um, so you saw? Do you see five shows in like four days, or what? What's your schedule? I saw yes, because I also went to the ballet. I went to New York City Ballet to see a program of Stravinsky that was beautiful. Recommended by my friend Rick Nelson from the paper. Um, so yeah, I crammed a lot in. I got there Wednesday evening, and then I left bright and early Sunday morning. I love the. Was this the first time you'd gone back to New York since? It was. And in fact, coincidentally, right before I was your last in-studio guest, I had been in New York because I went there to see the opening of the Bob Dylan musical, Girl from the North Country, which closed on, I think, its fifth performance or whatever. Um, So I was in New York when they declared a state of emergency, and I basically kind of freaked out and I I was going to go to a show I think on Saturday night and I just decided I think I'm going to stay in my hotel room as long as we're in a state of emergency right. so all I did was watch TV my last day there which is too bad. But yeah. Yeah, I kind of made up for it by going back and in fact stayed in the same hotel. What's the hotel you like to stay at? It is We're always looking for a deal, Chris. It's uh I don't know if it was a deal. It wasn't too bad. It's kind of a small room too. It's on Madison and 31st and uh the name I want to say a loft and that's the wrong name. The name of it just flew out of my head, okay. but I'll tell that's you what fine. it is. All right. But it's between uh 5th and 5th and Madison. Actually. Okay. Are there any other uh shows here in the Twin Cities uh, theater-wise that you're because I know you cover both movies and theater. You and Rowan Preston share the theater. Right. Well, critic. one thing I've been thinking about uh, is we have a ton of, like, I think we're so spoiled in the Twin Cities for theater that we kind of forget how many um, theaters we have, how many theaters we have, and how much new work we get to see. 
because I think one, two, three world premiere productions either just opened or about to be open. One is you just showed me the clip of my review of Hairball, which is uh, being performed on the roof of the Bakken Museum by Open Eye Theater. It's a musical about Bigfoot. First first time anybody's seen it anywhere. Uh, And you liked it. And I liked it, yeah. Yeah. And this weekend, Theater La Teda is opening a musical version inspired by 50s jazz of the play 12 Angry Men, world premiere. Nobody's seen it anywhere. It's been in development for several years, and they're finally uh, showing it. And the Guthrie is about to open an adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma. Ooh, uh, that sounds so good. It'll start next week. I think it is going to be good. The playwright who I chatted with last week is delightful and has written a bunch of really fun plays. And she's kind of re-envisioning it. It's still Jane Austen's play, mm-hmm. but she's envisioning it as almost a screwball comedy. So there's apparently going to be a little bit of Lucille Ball in her characterization of Emma, uh, which I'm very excited to see. And again, brand new play. It was commissioned by the Guthrie. It's never been seen. They had rehearsed, I think, three times before they had to shut down um, two years and two months ago. And it's finally getting to be up on stage. And all of them have been the entire behind the scenes and cast are all who were supposed to do it two years and two mm-hmm. months ago are have all come back and are doing it now. And they've had a group text uh, chain going all this time. Sort oh my of, gosh. Yeah. Re uh, re convincing each other, each other to come back here. Cause a, a few of them are from here, but a lot of them aren't. Yeah. Out of town, but they're all back. So oh, that's cool. So anyway, I, I've, I keep thinking about how m- much, opportunity we get to see new exciting work as well as you know shakespeare or whatever gets yeah. performed around town what's but. the next big um you know touring broadway show because moulin rouge i think was over yesterday maybe had its last performance i think that's right and so i wonder what's the next one i think is the temptations musical ain't too proud to beg that is i would I like to say, see that i love my jukebox musicals well and you know the dancing's gonna be oh amazing. it's gonna be fabulous i think that's the middle of july and okay. that's here for i believe two weeks in the mm-hmm. middle of july so i think that's the next big one there's yeah, a and we have footloose at the chan footloose at the chan that's so good wicked's coming back um yeah a whole bunch of stuff's coming yeah. back. we're kind of you know it was sort of slow ramping up but i feel like i'm kind of back to seeing as much theater as i ever did so yeah. i feel like we're we're back for real. Yeah. Do you and Rowan flip coins for what are you going to review? Or is it just kind of like uh, there's enough now that we like, oil wrestle? You do oil wrestle, right? <laughs> no, we basically do. It'll be, it's sort of like, okay, you do that one. I'll do this uh, yeah, one. Yeah. 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 You choose one, one of these first and I'll choose the next weekend first. Yeah. It, it works out fairly gentlemanly. Yeah. I'm disappointed I didn't get to see Moulin Rouge. Granted, you go to that? I did not no. know, but I was driving downtown when I went to the AGR thing and I saw all the lights out there at the theater. It looked like a good show. I know people who went two and three times. Yeah. They loved it so much. And my cousin went twice. She took both, she liked it so much. She took both of her son separately yeah, yeah i saw it and i hated it you did really hated it why luckily rohan was the one who, who wrote about that. it yeah um, but yeah i hated it well why did it's, you not like it well one thing about it and i knew going in that this was the case is a lot of mashups they have parts of i think it's i think i read 85 songs mm-hmm. in it so like you hear one sentence and then they're on to the next song and they're to me they made no sense like britney spears jack white uh, Billie Eilish in mm-hmm. the same it just makes no sense and it as, the minute you think oh yeah I like this song and I'd like to hear it they're already on to the next song so it was kind of and there's no story yeah I mean there isn't that much story in the movie either but I think the movie has you know genuine emotion and 
I didn't like either of the lead performers. Yeah, I really did not like it at all. Yeah, good I was thing, actively Roland. annoyed. Oh, you were actively by, annoyed okay, by intermission. Although I did stay for the whole thing. I love it. But you're recommending Hairball at the Bakken. I'm recommending The Roommate at Mixed Blood Theater. And yeah, I can't wait to see him at the Guthrie. Yeah, there's good stuff coming. All right, listen, we come back. Yes, uh, this is an award show that used to be significant, but now is basically um, sponsored content. But J-Lo got a Generation Award at the MTV VMA Awards, and we're going to play a little of her speech because I guess J-Lo's feelings really were hurt about that Oscar snub for Hustlers. So we're going to play that when we come back. Do you not recognize that song yet? Neither do we, because that is J-Lo's song from a movie no one remembers that came out earlier this year called Marry Me. And turns out with MTV giving J-Lo the MTV Generation Award, they couldn't let her use the only music award that she was nominated for. So that was picked as the best song. Up against, um, you know, the we don't talk about Bruno, the Jennifer Hudson song from Respect, Ariana Grande's Just Look Up from Don't Look Up, and then Dominic Fike's song from Euphoria. And it's like, are you kidding me? No wonder. Um, really, no one pays any attention to the VMAs anymore. Really. Yeah. I mean, it did just seem like maybe, like maybe I don't know, seven or eight or nine years ago. We yeah. did kind of pay attention to the VMAs. Well, and the categories have gotten kind of weird. I mean, they did a Zendaya won an award, which she certainly deserves yeah. to. But like, I noticed Colin Farrell was nominated for the Best Villain Award in The Batman, and he isn't even really the villain in that movie. Yeah, it's kind of goofy, but she did know that she was going going to win the Icon Award, but then they gave her this award uh, too. So. Um, I'm putting the VMAs right there next to the People Choice Awards. And are those still a thing? They are still a thing, but they are completely (laughs) meaningless. And anyone you see famous in the audience already knows that they won. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. So you need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person and I appreciate you. And I know exactly what you like all at the same time. Well, Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Like when the Real Housewives walked out to present best reality show and I see Kathy Hilton, I'm like, oh, Paris Hilton is going to win for one of her reality shows. <laughs> big, big shocker. But we did post all of the fashion. My best dress for the VMAs last night with Olivia Rodrigo rocking her 90s vibe in a Jean-Paul Gaultier 
mm-hmm. 90s dress. She looked amazing. And of course, J-Lo is an ageless vampire looking fantastic. She did look amazing. She really did. Here she is accepting her golden popcorn trophy. And I wanted to play this audio because she offered a few different kinds of thank yous. And she offered a thank you that we don't normally hear in a speech. And there was a story, might be because her documentary is coming out um, about her, the Super Bowl performance, and anyway, there's a story, I think, in Variety about how she talks in this documentary, how she was really quite hurt that Hollywood didn't recognize her for best supporting in an Oscar when she'd been literally nominated for Golden Globes and Critics' Choice, and she got a lot of nominations for Hustlers in the supporting actor category and like that it hurt her feelings and she was great in it i mean she was it's fantastic. not like she's out of bounds and thinking that she was going to right get one. and she had been nominated for virtually every single yeah. award so anyway here's jennifer lopez thanking people who lied to her and broke her heart and so, since you cannot create truth unless you really lived it i have a different kind of list of thank yous tonight hmm. i want to thank all the people who gave me this life. I want to thank the people who gave me joy and the ones who broke my heart, the ones who were true and the ones who lied to me. I want to thank true love and I want to thank the way that I lied to myself because that's how I knew that I had to grow. I want to thank disappointment and failure for teaching me to be strong and my children for teaching me to love. I want to thank all the people who told me to my face or when I wasn't in the room that I couldn't do this. I really don't think I could have done it without you. And I know I couldn't have done it without the fans who saw the movies. Do you think that's the speech she was going to give at the Oscars, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a pretty, you know, like, wow, that's quite a speech to give for the Icon Award. Maybe it would have been, maybe it was her Oscar speech, because I don't, we don't usually hear that kind of a speech. Thanking people who lied to her and broke her heart and talked bad, because she doesn't get the respect in Hollywood. I don't think that, you know, she's earned with... I mean, she's a triple threat. She is a triple threat. But yeah, I don't know if it's that if it's cool to want the VMAs as bad as she seems to have wanted that VMA. Also, she's a little bit stealing the lyrics to Ariana Grande's Thank You Next with that speech. It's a little bit of yeah. the same tip. Yeah, and then she said at the end, she said, and Ben, baby, I'll see you at seven. I'll be home by seven. Ugh, whatever. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. So Anyway, she, uh, I was just kind of like, am I hearing that right? Is she thinking the people who lied to her and broke her heart and true love? And it was just a very intense thank you for a VMA popcorn award 
generation award, which I think they've also given to people in their 30s and 40s. And it did seem like she had some specific people in mind, too. Like, are we talking about A-Rod maybe a little bit? And I th- who lied to her and who did she lie to herself about? And Yeah, maybe A-Rod, maybe movie thing. She made a big point of it, thanking her longtime manager, Benny Medina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think that could be like a whole week's worth of Hollywood speak. I know, yeah, <laughs> uh, annotating that little speech. I, I thought so. So, anyway, I mean, she's been acting for a long time. I mean, going back to Selena, yeah, oh, yeah, and she was fantastic. In That's that. when I fell in love with her first time, yeah. seventh grade. Miss uh, Lennon played it in my class, and from yeah. that day forward, I've been in love with JLo. Yeah, yeah, she's so beautiful. Wait a minute. It was played in your seventh. What class are we talking about? Uh, it was a Spanish class. It was our Spanish class. That's nice. Yeah, That's so fun our teacher. Yeah, our teacher played it for us to kind of give us, you know, some sort of culture outside of just learning conjugations. You know, right, so, right. I like that. Yeah. I like huh. that teacher. What a fun! It was a great movie. What to, a fun thing to be able to watch that in class. Yeah, you know, it was good. We had to do a little. It. We did a little report about it, and yeah. yeah, it was it was really cool. But man, she was she was yeah. She's been doing it for a long time, guys. Yeah, and just to give you an idea of how much the MTV VMAs are. Probably spawn con. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo's <laughs> sour documentary beat the Beatles get back. Really? Yeah, that's a little lame too. Y- yeah. Ooh. But you know but that's the that's the MTV part of it. That's exactly yeah. right. Although speaking of Selena's my beloved Selena Gomez one, which I was she very did. delighted to see. She did, and the fashion is like shades of the nineties. It's cutouts, nice. low midriffs, low low uh you know skirts and pants and cutouts and yeah it's very very 90s but my best dress was olivia rodrigo in her jean-paul gaultier and i don't know who j-lo was wearing i had strange top of the hip cutouts so you could just sort of see the top of her booty on the side. I mean, it is kind of her moneymaker. So it, it it's insured. It is. And side butt. Is side, side butt, butt a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was butt. side butt. That's <laughs> so. totally what it was. That's and awesome. Anyway, yeah. she she looked uh, a lot happier inside than she did on the red carpet where it was windy and sunny. You know? Well, and the of... Real Housewives. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Wow. Look at the photos. I mean, I, I'm telling you, it's just a one bad outfit after the other. What did you say Lisa Rinna looked like? In oh, a solid black, gold dancer. Yeah, in her crushed velvet That's an one 80s piece. reference, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, if the Real Housewives are getting invited to your awards show, it is not a good awards show. Yeah, right. No. So, no. And when it takes nine ladies to present Paris Hilton with an award show for her cooking show, and then she just plugs her wedding show on peacock i mean i was just i was just like oh my gosh i can't i made it through that so i watched like an hour and a half of the three hours and then i just had to you know put the remote down and delete it it used to be appointment tv though i mean in the 90s you know mid 90s late 90s early 2000s nobody missed the mtv that's right music and video awards i mean they were went to like this spawn con kind of a thing but yeah that is an award show that really doesn't matter anymore and nobody's talking about the musical performances there were none that happens in august oh the music yeah that's another award show but yeah yeah, the movie ones nothing yeah not too good not too good but everyone seemed like they were having fun
you know, the the people that were there. Oh, the sure. They yeah. probably had lots of booze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Listen, Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune is joining us. We will be back after the top of the hour.